I'm currently recording this two days after the podcast you're about to hear. I am recording a disclaimer uh, to let you know a couple of things. One, I was not looking at a timer and I apparently had a lot to say while, <laughs> while recording this podcast. So I managed to talk for 47 minutes when I usually aim for 25. So this is a giant episode. Um, I will leave it up to your discretion as to whether you want to hear all of it. And the second thing I wanted to let you know about is that uh, somewhere in the middle of this episode, I usually try to stay away from current events um, because I think we've all had enough of it and we're just looking for a bit of escape. You know, if you wanted to hear current events, you'd watch the news. But from memory, I think I ramble about Gladys and idiots and (laughs) stuff like that that was frustrating me at the time. Um, feel free to skip anything about that if you don't want to hear it, but I wanted to let you know that it's in there in case you're having a tough day and you don't want to hear it. And without further ado, I will let you get in to this massive ass episode of Gifted Gas Bag. Hello and welcome back to episode four of Gifted Gas Bag, the podcast where Mandy, that's me, rambles with no particular direction or topic in mind so that you can I suppose live in my head for a while as opposed to being in your own Uh, and we all need a break sometimes but by the way I'm I did that intro once as a thing and I'm like kind of loving it and I'm attached to it so I hope you like it because (laughs) it's the best way to sum up what this podcast actually is um first bit of housekeeping I've been recording these podcasts on my phone because I have a mic and a heap of advanced equipment, but it turns out it's all outdated and the most advanced piece of equipment or most recent piece of equipment I have in my house is the phone that I have. It's a Samsung S21 and the microphone in it is better than a Samsung Rode mic. So (laughs) a Samson, sorry, not Samsung Rode mic. So I figure just work, use what works. Also, apparently the app that I'm recording this on, because I don't record it on the podcast app, I use a separate one, has different audio qualities. <sighs> that was a motorcycle driven by a fuckhead. Uh, uh, so I'll tell you, where. here's where we are right now. We're in my home office. Uh, we are, you're sitting on my laptop right now. Uh, it is currently, you might hear crickets as well. I don't know how good the sound quality is. Hmm, can you hear that? Maybe not. The sun has just gone down. The sky is still kind of pink. It is just starting to get cool. It has been a glorious day today. It was so nice. It got up to like 27, although it's going to get down to four again tonight and then be cold and miserable tomorrow. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm taking my wins where I can get them. So I had the window open all day. I went outside for my lunch break. It was lovely. Ah, But why are we in my home office? Well, that is because I'm still kind of working. Um, Not, (laughs) it's it's 10 past six right now. I logged in uh, and started work at 8 a.m. as usual, but I did have to go and get my wheels rebalanced. And the only time I could do that today was 3 p.m. If you don't know what that is, because I didn't know until I had to get it done. Um, and you drive apparently like your, your wheels, I don't know, but pretty much like if they're not balanced the right, the right weight, one wheel will pull the other and the car can shudder. Basically, if you've got like a shudder in your car, when you drive it, especially if you go really fast, you might need a wheel balance. Um, if you let the steering wheel go on a dead straight flat road for a second and the car tilts, you might need a wheel alignment. 
and if um, your front wheels are really wearing and your back wheels aren't or vice versa you might need your tires rotated there you go that's all I know about cars that I've just explained to you oh <laughs> uh, but I I blew a tire I had to go get it redone I actually did a TikTok about getting my tire fixed and that was fine but I went to a let's say less than reputable guy to get it done I just I googled who was closest and to be honest I live in the slum <laughs> I live in like the shit neighborhood of the t of the town that I live in so I went to the shit neighborhood tire repair place and that that was a mistake uh, he did fix the tire and he was cheap given credit for that but you kind of get what you pay for and he didn't bother rebalancing the wheels when he put the tire back on uh, and he also didn't get the pressure of the tire right. So the tire pressure is supposed to be 32 on the front. He put the tire that he fixed to 50 and then put it back on the car. So I, I was driving um, out to my parents for the weekend and the whole front of the car was shaking. And I'm like, oh, something horrible's wrong. And I checked the tire pressure at the service station and was like, it's way off. I lifted the other one to try and like not all the way but just to try and even amount of it which helped somewhat but yes I got my this is very boring if you're not a car person I'm sorry I got my wheels balanced which is fine the funny part was that when I went in <laughs> they did the job it took him about like 45 minutes um but I also chose a time where there was school traffic which I always forget about because I haven't got kids I'm always like three o'clock I'm like goodness there's a lot of cars oh yeah um but um they fixed it up and everything and then the guy gave me back my keys and just said they they, they were uh they were quite uh they were quite bad <laughs> I'm like oh really so I knew they I could feel the shudder so I knew they weren't great he's like yeah no there was there was a uh up to a 50 gram difference I'm thinking 50 grams ain't that much what's he talking about but then I messaged my dad and my dad said that 10 grams could cause a noticeable shudder so there you go apparently I let my tires get on my wheels get absolutely terrible but I don't think it's my fault I'm gonna blame the tire dude the sketchy tire man he's to blame for all of it I wish I could say that that's the first time that I've like let my car get to such a state where professionals were like wow that's the worst we've seen for a while <laughs> but it's not <laughs> okay so this is okay so I got my license at 25 I pretty much I moved away from home um, a fair distance from my parents for school when I was like 17. Um, like I had just turned 17 when I moved out of home. My birthday's at the end of the year and I skipped a year in school because of some interstate bullcrap. So I was pretty young going to uni for the first time and I didn't live near anyone who could. I didn't have a car. No one could teach me to drive. So I just waited to get my license because getting uh, in Australia, you have to get your 100 hours of driving like recorded and logged driving before you're allowed to go for your driver's test you can get a learner license but you must have a licensed driver in the passenger seat and I didn't have anyone to take me and I didn't have a car to drive in and even if my friends had cars a lot of them didn't have insurance for someone like me to drive it so if we had been driving together I had crashed it they wouldn't be covered and I wasn't you know I wasn't going to press the issue because that would be asking them to risk their vehicles I'm not going to do that right I'm not a dick it's one of the few philosophies I have in life. Try not to be a dick wherever possible. So for that reason, um, now the reason I waited till 25 was because once you're 25, you don't need 100 hours in the state I'm in. Uh, you don't have to log 100 hours. You can 
just go for your license because they assume that you know how to drive at that point. And I did. Um, I mean, it took me four goes, but I got my license eventually. <laughs> I'm a good driver, I promise. It was just nerves. It was the stress of, yeah, I, I couldn't, the tests were really expensive. I couldn't afford to fail and yet I kept failing because I would freak out and forget how to do everything. I've never been the kind of person that if I went in for like an exam, I know my mum used to tell me if she went for like tests, you know, you go for an exam at school, she would study and study and study and then sit down and she said her brain would go blank before she could do the exam. And I never had that problem. I've always been good at test taking, except for driving. I finally knew how she felt because it was my, my brain just scrambled itself and I couldn't remember anything I was supposed to do. It was kind of like, you know, when you do something by rote memory and then when you try to think about what you're doing, you suddenly can't do it. Like touch typing. If you touch type on a keyboard, suddenly think about which, which keys you're hitting and you will type slower or make more mistakes because you'll be second guessing yourself. That was what I was doing with the driving. So I could drive, no worries, but I, I kept stuffing up the gear changes and shit because I was overthinking it. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, so I, I took ages to get my license. I got my first car. I didn't know much about main, maintaining a car and I kind of relied on my dad to tell me what I needed to do. And all he said to me was, check the oil, check the water, make sure your windscreen wiper fluid's full. And credit to me, I never let the oil get too low. I never let it get too bad. I always checked it like he told me, right? It was, I, I'm one of the few, <laughs> few new drivers who knew how to do that and made sure that I did it routinely. But uh, I didn't know that you're meant to check the pressure in your tires. I thought, because the only time I'd ever experienced someone doing that was when my brother, because my brother got his license when he was younger. He was at home working for longer. Um, and he had a tire that had like a bit of a leak in it. It was like losing air, but slow enough that it wasn't a problem. And he would stop in and refill it every time he got fuel, right? He'd like repressurize the tire. And I was like, oh, that's the only time you need to do your tires, right? You just, you <laughs> wait until you've got a leaky tire. And you go and fill it with air. So I had no idea that you need to like check the tire pressure at all. And no one thought to tell me. Um, <laughs> my dad eventually buzzed me and said, like, I, I think I'd owned the car for about two years. And he said to me, like, you really do need to get, I, I, I forgot to tell you, but you should get your tires rotated. He said, because the back ones will wear differently to the front ones and they need to rotate them so that they wear evenly. I'm like, oh, good to know. I booked in the appointment, took the car in. A guy came out halfway through and just said, um, how often do you check the tire pressure? And I just said, I check the what now? He said, you know, where you put the nozzle and you check the pressure, like how often do you do that? And I'm like, oh, uh, I've never done that. How often should I do that? And he's like, ah, I suspect your car's going to feel very different to drive home. And he just walked out. So I'm sitting there like, what have I done wrong? And I texted dad. I said, this guy just asked me something about tire pressure. And he's just like, when do you check it? And I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to. And he just sent me back like a, a, a freaking duh. I think he sent me duh, D-U-H, duh. My 60 something year old father sent me duh. Oh, the shame. Uh, so <laughs> he wasn't 60 at the time, but he was pretty close. Uh, and basically the woman at the counter told me that I had let my tires get to 14 pressure. <laughs> I thought there was something wrong with my steering because turning the car felt like trying to steer through quicksand. It was horrible. And then when he, 
when they gave me the keys, I got in the car and I was like, okay, start the car. And I went to turn out the gate and I nearly crashed into it because I reefed the wheel all the way around, expecting that would be what I'd have to do to turn because that's what I'd gotten used to was having to like fully lock the wheel to make a turn. Oh my God. Talk about dense. There you go. That's my story of how I nearly freaking drove on the rims because I didn't know you needed to check your tire pressure. And if you own a car and you're not doing that, please do it. Learn from my mistakes. I'm begging you. What other stuff have I done with my car? I didn't know. I'm sure there's more, but nothing I can remember right now. More traffic noise. I swear to God. It's, I think that people just take this street only if they've got noisy, shitty engines. And there's like, you heard that bike before with the, like the farting, what is with people modifying their cars? So they sound like they're flatulent. What is appealing about that? You know, I don't get it. I will never understand it. There you go. There's a respectable car. No farting. Who would pay money to have a farting car? That was probably really weird to hear on a microphone. That was my imitation. I don't think I can get any more work done. My brain's just not working. I am trying to multitask though. And it is 6.30 at night. You know what? I'm going to call it night. I've definitely more than done uh, my, my share of the work today. So I will log off, but I'll keep, I'll keep talking. Sorry. If I say, if you hear clicking and typing in the background, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Oh, what else do I want to talk about today? Trying to choose my topics here. I don't want to be too bummery out. Not that I have a lot of sad stuff to talk about. Lately, the way I feel at the moment is that the world kind of feels like a big cyclone. And I'm standing in the middle of it. Like everything is calm where I live. But everything around me is just going absolutely bug fuck insane. And I'm just kind of watching it and being like, does anyone need anything? Is everyone okay? And everyone's just sort of flying around in the cyclone going, no, we're obviously not fine. And I'm like, I what, 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 what can I do for, I don't know what to do for you. That's, yeah, I'm sort of um, doing okay, doing well, uh, but everyone around me is going through it. And I'm just trying to help without overextending myself to the point that I also end up sucked into the cyclone. <laughs> what a strange metaphor that was. I hope it made any sense at all. Oh... I'm starting to see people just get so stressed to the point that they're self-destructing and you try and say something or do something or offer assistance and what do you get for it? Just, you know, they wheel on you and just go like, you're the problem. I'm like, okay, excuse me while I back off and proceed to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what, that's probably my issue though. I always feel the need to help people. Um, but then sometimes I don't wait for them to ask me. I just offer the assistance and I should wait because not everyone wants help or wants to be perceived as someone who needs help. Shit, I know that. I do that. I hate when people try and help me without me even asking for it. I just go like, excuse me, if I want your help, I'll ask for it. What a hypocrite I am sometimes, honestly. <sighs> okay, close, close, close. Yay. Alrighty. Um, sorry, this may just, I, I, I have to have about 6,000 systems open to do my work. So I have to close every one. So it's just click, save, close, click, save, close. This is very exciting. Is this very ASMR? 
You know what, actually, I have actually watched ASMR videos of people just playing with keyboards. Hang on, the keyboard's right under you. I love it. There's, um, there was a TikTok I saw, and it just said, like, this keyboard has no right sounding this delicious. And I can't explain it, but, like, the little button presses had the perfect tappy sound, and I think I watched it, like, 11 times. I was nearly, like, drooling, because my brain was just shutting down, and I was so relaxed. I need someone to explain the whole ASMR thing to me because some sounds I've got no interest in and other, especially tappy clicky sounds, oh, love them. Absolutely love them. If you're an ASMR person, by the way, I'll make a recommendation right now. There's a channel called ASMR Magic and there's a video and it's something to do with chocolate. She does a chocolate themed video. And the, I think in one of the previews, like the third sound or something is her opening a block of uh, like a big block of Cadbury dairy milk and she just runs her nails like the the backs of her nails so she's not like getting chocolate under her nails because that's gross but like the backs of her nails just like gently runs them over like the little squares of chocolate and it shouldn't sound as good as it does but it's like the oh I, mm, I can't explain it if you're into that sort of stuff go watch it and tell me like that's not the perfect like bassy, tappy, it's almost like cork, but more dense sounding. Why do I love this stuff so much? Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll shut up about that anyway. I found ASMR like three or four years ago, and I can't think of a single night I've gone to sleep without it on in the background in some capacity. Something like it. It's either a podcast with just someone telling a story that goes nowhere, kind of like what you're doing, um, <laughs> or it's tapping or... Um, there's one by Gentle Whispering ASMR where she does a haircut. I think it's the most popular video on her channel. And it's just her talking, like talking gently about like, okay, you know, is this the first time you've had a haircut here? And it, yeah, it, that kind of gentle patter is very rhythmic, very soothing. And I just kind of like, okay, in, in my brain, I think it's kind of like when you can fall asleep at your friend's or family's house or a house where you feel safe, when people are talking in the background, it's almost like I feel more relaxed because I know there are other people taking care of stuff so I don't have to worry, you know? Like the sound of her talking in the background to me is kind of like, you clearly got this handled, I'm just going to have a nap while you're, <laughs> while you're taking care of stuff. <laughs> oh, dear. Disconnect. Okay. All right, I'm probably locked off. No more mouse sounds, I promise. Mouse, not mouth. I don't even know if that's what I said. Brain freeze. It's Monday. I usually record this on a Wednesday, but I, I'm anticipating my Wednesday is going to be pretty busy. So I'm going to record it now because I don't have anything to do tonight. I did get invited to a card game, but I'm, I don't think there's enough interest and I don't think it's going to go ahead because it always depends on who's free and stuff. Sorry, I'm just going to pick you up. Apologize in advance for any noise. There we go. I did that pretty gentle. Go me. Have a drink. So this weekend, this weekend just gone. I um I had some. I mean, my Saturday was very much one of those days where I kind of opened up TikTok, <laughs> scrolled until eleven, dragged my ass out of bed, and finally got a couple of things done, and then sat on the couch and watched TV because why not? And then I got a message about three asking me if I wanted to go to a poker game. So I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I'll mention it. Uh, no, I think I did. I think I talked about uh, how I met the trivia guys that I go to trivia with. 
is because I joined up like a, a pub poker league. Um, well, those the original crew, some of us still get together and have poker games, right? And they're cash games. Um, they're legal before anyone gets like, ooh, illegal card games. As long as the house or the person running the game doesn't take a stake in the game, the game is legal. So um, it is a cash game. And the way that they work is you like we like yeah it's it's cheap game guys i'm not a big time gambler because if if it was if there was serious money on the table i wouldn't be playing i can tell you right now and i never expect to win i more just go because it's fun so like we're talking ten dollar buy-ins and i can usually make ten dollars last a few hours um and we bet like 25 cents uh you get i think 5.25 no 5.25 cent chips and four dollar chips no, that doesn't work, Mandy. Oh, no, it's eight and eight. So eight dollar chips and eight 25 cent chips. And you just kind of bet them or call or whatever. So the pretty the popular poker is called Texas Hold'em. I, I don't know if you're into poker, but I kind of break it down really simply for like I'm not going to run into a hole. And this is how poker works. But a lot of people have seen poker in movies. It's usually the five card stud, which is five cards that you try and make into a good hand. Or um, Texas Hold'em, which is probably the most popular poker played around the world. It's where you get two cards and there's five cards in the middle. That's the one I'm used to playing is the Texas Hold'em. But at these card game nights, and this is the reason I love going to them, they play all the other kinds of poker because there's so many. Like um, they call it dealer's choice, right? So whoever is sitting down with like the biggest number near them or something gets first pick. And they get to choose what kind of poker we play. And there's literally hundreds of them. There's some that we play all the time. Um, you don't have to pick a different one than someone else. You can just pick the one they picked. But it's been great because I've learned so many different types of card games and um, and how to play them. And it's just really freaking fun learning all these new games because um, we change the game every time it comes back around to that person. So we do one circuit of the table I'm trying to think of the way to explain it. So like if I'm, if I'm the dealer and there's eight people at the table, the next person on the left to me will be the dealer. And then the dealer moves around as you do with every game. When it gets back to me, the person next to me will pick the game. And then the person next to them will pick the game the next round. So every, you know, depending on how many people are sitting down, every seven, eight, six hands, the game changes. So, <laughs> and there's some really fun ones and there's games I absolutely fucking hate. The game I hate the most by far is called Pharaoh. And uh, how I explain Texas Hold'em, two cards in your hand, five cards on the board, it's like double Texas Hold'em. You get five cards and there are ten cards on the board in two lines and you can only play one of the lines, but everyone can choose which line they're playing. And, oh, my God, does your brain hurt? Does your head hurt? Mine does every time. I can't. <laughs> I can, like, my brain's just got enough power to figure out what I might have in Texas Hold'em. I can't figure out what I've got and then also figure out what everyone else has got in Pharaoh. You know, I just, I don't have the brain power for it. Anywho, long explanation. But yes, I, I love going to these cash games. So, and I, to be honest, I don't think I've won money more than maybe twice. And I've been going to them for years. I'm, I usually just take enough money that I'm happy to lose, play for as long as I want to, and then go home. I'm not a big you know, I don't really care about the money aspect of it. Some of them get a bit, <laughs> the guys get a bit competitive because I um, am usually one of the few women that play. It's mostly men, mostly middle-aged white men. Uh, and no, no, wait, no, not all, not all, but mostly middle-aged white men. And um, 
I, you know, play pretty often and yeah, like I take enough, I lose it and I go home when I'm, I, cause I don't take more than I'm willing to lose. Anywho, sorry, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> oh, end of the work day. And I've chosen now when my brain is officially dead to start talking. All right, sorry. I'll try and get on track here. So I was like, yes, I'm going to go play in this game. I'm going to take out Oh, big spender, $60. <laughs> um, it, I had tax return money there and I'm like, yeah, $60. I'm happy to lose that to have a good night out. And that should get me through um, a good, you know, four or five hours of playing. Well, I think we were going to play from 6 p.m. to 12. So there were six whole hours of play. Oh, my God. If you think that's a long time to sit and play poker, some people go and play for like 20 hour stretches without a break. Some people play like around the clock without a break. It's it's. um full on <laughs> people take it very seriously and the guys I play with they also go to casinos and play in proper tournaments and proper cash games I don't I don't have enough faith in my abilities for that so they yes they are very good poker players and they do take it seriously um but I, I pulled out my 60 bucks I went to the poker game sat down had a great night was a good vibe um was enjoying the company it was just a top night all round but here's the thing I got there and there were only four of us with um, six or seven expected. Now, when there's four of you, it's hard to play some of the other games, but you can play short deck, which is where you play with, instead of a full deck, you know, aces, ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, jack, queen, king, you can play with seven up. So you only play with seven, eight, nine, ten, jack, queen, king, ace, and you cut out every card from six down and you don't use that in the deck. It makes the games more interesting. <laughs> It limits the possibility of what hands people could have and it just makes it way more high stakes because people are suddenly playing with way higher cards and there's more probability of full houses and quads and, you know, three of kind, all that stuff is way more likely when you have less cards. So they suggested playing Pharaoh, the game that I just told you I hated, in short deck, which I've never done before because you can imagine if you've got eight people at a table and they need five cards and ten cards have to be in the middle, it doesn't leave enough cards to like, you know, you couldn't suddenly take a heap of cards away. You need enough to cover everybody. But since there are only four of us, they really wanted to play it. And I was like, oh, guys, you know, I hate Pharaoh. I really don't. Do we have to? And they're like, no, no, no. Short deck is different. You'll love it. Short deck is way easy. Like, it's great. And they convinced me and I was like, fine. They're really keen. That's fine by me. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not here to ruin their fun. And I'm not taking it anyway. So we start playing. I immediately hit four of a kind. And um, the guy next to me raises, I call it, I win a significant amount of money. And then it just keeps happening. Every time someone has a good hand, I have the better one. <laughs> I think I had three sets of four of a kind. I got um, a straight flush. I like... <laughs> And my chips, my because I, I paid my first $10. Um, the rule is, is that if you run out of the $10, you can rebuy. But once you cash out and say, I'm done, and you take your money off the table, that's it. You can't buy back in. Um, but you can buy back in as many times as you want. So you can lose as many sets of $10 as you're comfortable losing. But you can only buy in $10 at a time. You can't buy yourself $100 worth of chips to intimidate everybody with. So, I, you know, I had my $10 worth of chips and I just kept winning more and more chips. To the point I <laughs> I had huge little st like stacks of chips in front of me, like lined up, 
and I would nearly knock them over every time I'd go to like grab the cards to deal and I had to keep reorganizing them to get them to stop falling over and get them in order because they were just a mess. Um, <laughs> all this, I could go into like more details on this, but all this leads up to is that I walked out of there after six hours of playing from 6 p.m. till midnight up $100. So I made a thousand percent profit on a $10 investment. And that's ridiculous for me. Like I, I think they were more astonished than I was like, I, <laughs> or baffled than I was. I doubt it was skill. I mean, I did make a couple of really good folds or what they call lay downs when I had a good hand, but I suspected someone else had something better. But aside from that, like I, I don't know what happened. Just something clicked in my brain and I was suddenly a good poker player. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it doesn't help. When, um, it doesn't hurt. I was going to say when you get really fucking good cards, I mean, you'd have to be stupid not to play them well. So yeah, that was my little happy story for the weekend. I won some money at poker when I usually lose it. So that was nice. Um, and then today I used the money to get my wheels balanced. <laughs> Or some of it. I think uh, it was 60 bucks, all told, to get my wheels balanced and tires rotated. I don't know if they ripped me off. They probably didn't. I tend to go for the bigger companies and brands who hire women so I don't get ripped off by them. Although, I haven't been ripped off by them, but I have had a couple of shoddy repair jobs. I don't know if that's just down to the mechanics they're hiring or the person that's doing it. One time I went and got my tires done at Jack's. Yeah, I'm going to call them by name because F them. I also left them a nasty review at Jack's Quick Fit Tires. And after that, like every time I went over a bump, my left front tire or my left front wheel made a huge clunking banging noise. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Took the car home and showed it to my dad. He took the wheel off and said they didn't put the wheel on properly. I was like, excuse me, what? And he's like, they have literally left nuts or like screw thingies off it. And the tire, the car wheel is not properly attached. And it's like banging contact points every time because it's, it's, it's loose. It's moving. And I was like, holy shit, I could have frigging died. What the hell? <laughs> and I was like, how dangerous was it? And he was like, if you'd hit a pothole, he said, if you'd have hit a really hard, fast bumper, if someone had run into you, he said the wheel would have come off. I'm like, right. So I'm suing them when <laughs> he's like, look, I fixed it. And he said, you got really no proof that it was, I said, oh, they were the last ones to touch it. And he's just like, oh, don't stress about it. But for the love of God, don't take it back to them. And I'm like, no, which is sad. Cause I've been going to them for a while, but it was apparently just got a, I caught a guy on a bad day or a mechanic on a bad day who just didn't feel like fixing my car properly and um, dangerously put it back together. I eagerly await your comments about how I should sue. I'm not going to just, it's, uh, it's so much less effort not to. <laughs> Speaking of that, I, oh, I don't want to go into, this is the thing I like want to vent about stuff, but I have to think about personal details, people's stuff. Um, just as a general thing, here's my thing. I've been seeing and dealing with and hearing a lot of people say some horrible stuff um, and things like uh, prejudice stuff, abusive stuff, ignorant stuff. Here's my thing. It is that's like baffling to me. It's so much less effort to just shut your mouth, you know? 
the amount of times I wanted to say that to people <laughs> in the last week is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, oh, like hearing someone say something really prejudiced and going, oh, that's probably really, you know, sexist or racist or homophobic or bigoted. I don't fucking know. It probably is, but whatever. And I was just thinking, you know what you could have done instead of saying that and then giving a disclaimer that you're not sure how prejudiced you're being is just never fucking say it in the first place. That would have been a great option. Like, what? I, oh. uh, yeah, I'm sure all of you are just thinking right now of that person that says things like that and you just kind of want to, I don't know, say to them, like, you could have, you know, that's energy you could have put into doing something actually productive or talking about something you know about instead of just... Uh, like clearly I'm here just venting, saying whatever's on my mind, right? You know, within limits. I don't want to put individual people on blast. That'd be disgusting. Or say stupid, uneducated crap. But how hard is it that when you're not sure to shut your mouth, why are people so proud of being stupid and being like, I don't know what all this is. I don't know about any of that fancy learning. I don't know about any of that educated stuff. But for me, <laughs> no, just stop. Christ, people. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on idiots. It's probably more thought than any of them have ever put into anything. Although, I, I, sorry, I didn't want to dwell on idiots, but I, I, I'm not meant to be censoring myself. I'm meant to be saying anything I want within reason and not being a dickhead. Uh, I was talking to my mother last night and she, <laughs> she's very angry at um, Gladys Berejiklian. I think a lot of people are and within reason. And she just said, I don't understand how she can be so evil. And so horrific, you know, um, indifferent and terrible as a person. Who Who is that horrible? And I just had that moment of, um, I think I said to her, like, I, I get it. Like, the anger is 100% justified. The anger at people whose public, like, when public safety is your job, when public safety and the, you know, you're in charge of people and you don't put their safety ahead of any kind of pride or whatever. Yeah. Like, it feels like how, you know, the, the results of that feel so impactful and so hurtful and so damaging that you're like, you must have intended that when you did it. And I said to her, like, I said, I know it seems like she's an evil monster and I totally get it because I feel the exact same way you do. But, and I say but, and I, I can hear some of you rolling your eyes, especially those of you in New South Wales and Victoria, actually countrywide, probably. I'm sure there's someone in New Zealand rolling their eyes right now. But I, I want to say I don't think a lot of people that do evil stuff, I don't think they're innately evil. I don't think they're sitting at home going, I'm going to kill people with COVID. I think more than likely they're just stupid. Really freaking simple. There's a, there's a logical premise called Hanlon's Razor that says uh, never attribute that to malice, which can be explained by stupidity. So basically never assume someone is being intently evil they might just be a moron and I'll repeat it until the day I die. Cause it's so true. <laughs> Some people I'm sure are undoubtedly evil, but majority are just really stupid. They're ignorant and they're unaware even of the, the scope of their own ignorance. And with Gladys, I think it was more a case of just she, <laughs> some pride, some stupidity, some lack of lack of foresight, she had an inability to look down the line and see, you know, hey, an outbreak of cases 
means that more more people are going to get sick unless I do something about it. Anyone with any logical reasoning would say, like, if I don't slow it down, it's going to continue to spread. And she seemed to think that the problem would take care of itself. And I think that's half the problem with a lot of people. <sighs> like, I remember... <laughs> Um, God, I, I sometimes think about talking about stuff in the podcast and then I don't know if I have or not. So I'm so sorry if I've already talked about this, but I remember hearing about COVID, uh, back in November, December and immediately shitting myself and going like, well, this is an airborne disease and no borders are shut and there's no cure for it. So the whole world's fucked. And all of my family and friends being like, can you stop talking about it? You're being overdramatic. It's not that big of a deal. It's just in Japan or China. Sorry. Ugh, Mandy. Sorry. I'll apologize for the brain fart. China, of course, in Wuhan, China. And I'm like, but that that's how can you not see what's going to happen? If it's airborne, it spreads between people and nobody's being stopped from traveling out of those countries. It's not going to stay there. And yeah. A lot of people, I think, saw that and just went like, oh, my God, the world's going to end and everyone else treated us like we were morons. And it is. And that's just, yeah, what's happening now. Um, and I've, I've, yeah, I've, there's still like a foresight about what's coming. Um, I think a lot of the premiers are like, oh, well, you know, New South Wales need to get their shit together. But if New South Wales have given up, then I'm sorry, it's going to spread everywhere eventually. Uh, and I will say, as I've messaged to some of my friends and family, um, it's going to be everywhere eventually because the states can't keep their borders shut forever. It just can't work that way. That's not how they, the states financially depend on each other. The borders will eventually be open. These vaccine targets they've said they've set are their way of trying to mitigate public damage when the borders do open because they will. And once they do, it's going to be everywhere. Unfortunately, if you're in WA, Northern Territory, South Australia, Tasmania, Queensland, it's been great not having to worry about it in some places, but it's not going to be forever. Um, and if you're in, in a place that you can get a vaccine and you've been holding off because you figure you don't need it because there are no cases where you are, get it before the rush starts. Because as soon as those vaccine targets get hit and those borders open, it's going to be a free-for-all. And I know this sounds very doom and gloomy and that's not what you're meant to be hearing right now because this podcast is supposed to be me just venting about stupid crap. I will revert back in like five seconds. But yeah, I, I sent this to some of the people I care about in my life just being like, hey, if you're looking at the writing on the wall, this is what's coming. Before there's a rush, when you have the opportunity, if it's available where you are and if you're eligible to go and get it, please get it soon. Because as soon as cases start popping up everywhere, there's going to be a mad rush on it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to get and there'll be delays and I don't want people I love getting sick in the meantime. And that includes you guys. So please take care of yourselves um, and your loved ones. Okay. And I'm officially done talking about doomy, gloomy shit. Let's talk about something else cheerful. Um, What else do I want to talk about? So I talked about my poker win on the weekend. Woohoo. Oh, what else I want to talk about? Birthdays. September is a very birthday month for my uh, my family, my friends. I went to a birthday uh, on Sunday. I um I love getting gifts and presents so much. Like if if I tell you I it's September, I already have a Christmas list started. I'm ready. I am so excited. <laughs> 
for Christmas shopping and for like Christmas. I just, mm, I love buying people stuff because I get so excited when I think of a really good idea for someone. I love sort of trying to like brainstorm things based on what I know about somebody because I think that's the best gift you can get someone. Sorry, I'm just taking my glasses off. Is something that shows them how well you know them. You know, that you've put a lot of thought into it. And that's, I love doing that and trying to think about what people might like. Um, so for my friend on Sunday, uh, he, <laughs> he loves hosting and he gets very excited about doing up like the charcuterie board for the, for the hosting, um, and gets very territorial about it too. Like his partner's like, I want to help. And I'm like, go away. You will mess it up. I'm gonna <laughs> it has to look fancy and it has to be like appealing to the eye as well as appealing to the stomach. So I bought him a, a charcuterie board. I did some research with his partner and was like, what other, like, what charcuterie boards does he have and what type of ones does he not have? And I got him one that he didn't have a size of already in a different style. So he has some options when he does his charcuterie boards. Uh, and he liked it, so I'm happy. Um, in terms of gifts to get for my family, I know my grandmother's never going to hear this, so I, I have no shame in telling you. While she was staying with me, because my grand had a knee replacement and she stayed with me for a week, she watched a heap of stuff with me because she doesn't have the internet. Um, I mean, she has the internet, but not like broadband. She's got like a wireless thingy. And she doesn't have like streaming services on her TV. So she was having a blast watching a heap of stuff on like my TV with all the streaming. And she ended up watching, I don't know how we got onto it, but for some reason I think I put on Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I wish I could remember why she wanted she she wanted to watch it. And I think it was because she saw the picture of Groot. And she said, oh, your mum's got the little planter of him. Because um, one of my friends got him, uh, got my mum, sorry. One of my friends got her a little Groot planter that you put like a pot plant in his head. And she ne she's never used it as a planter. She keeps it like as a little... Um, just decorative keepsakey thing. <laughs> I think I think they put keys in his head. Actually, <laughs> he sits near the back door, and you put keys in his head. So she has him, and my gran uh, said, "Oh, I love him. He's so cute." I said, "Do you want to watch the movie?" She's like, "Yeah." Keep in mind, she's eighty three, right? <laughs> Her favorite show up to this point is like, ugh, I don't know All Saints and A Country Practice, and. <laughs> And Law and Order and NCIS, you know, the usual. Um, and, uh, yeah, we sat and watched Guardians of the Galaxy and she loved it, like loved it and was just going on about how great Groot was and was laughing at it and was just like, oh, she's really digging this. And then we finished it and I said, look, there's a sequel. And she was like, there's another one. I said, yeah. I said, like, you see the little Groot tree? I said, he turns, um, he, he grows up. And she's like, oh, a little baby. I'm like, yeah, like he's a little toddler kind of. Well, yeah, baby Groot. And she said like, oh, I would, I, if, if you're okay to watch it, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got us some dinner. I put it on. She freaking loved it. And then I, you know, she was talking about how cute he was after the movie. And I, I remembered I have a bobblehead pop figure of baby Groot holding some M&Ms, like when he's sitting in the ship, like eating his little M&Ms while the ship's going to crash and it's really cute. So I showed her and my grandmother, who's not, not this person, like grabbed the little baby Groot and was like cuddling him. She's like, I'm just going to give him a cuddle. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Like, I, don't get me wrong. My grand's a lovely lady and she's cuddling and great with babies and all that stuff. I've never seen her care about a stuffed toy or an inanimate object the way she was like attached to baby Groot. <laughs> 
and her birthday is in about a week and a half. So I think you know what I'm going to be trying to get my hands on. It will be anything group related um, for her birthday. That or she also really loved my uh, nightlight, like the, the star projector, the skylights star projector. I showed her that and she was just mesmerized by it. She actually uh, made me put it in her room so she could <laughs> fall asleep under it. <laughs> Ah, oh, so uh, she's too adorable. I love my grand. Look, my grandmother is my last surviving grandparent. Um, I unfortunately lost my father's mother, my nan. So I had nan and gran. My father's mother, uh, we she passed away uh, earlier this year, and um, so yeah, and they were friends. So it was hard for my grandmother as well because uh, they were both widows, and um, yeah, they kind of did things together and had coffees together and went on holiday together actually. Um, no, that's right. They went up to Cairns for holiday and, um, yeah. So it's been, <laughs> I guess, like, as I always appreciated my grand, but I'm just trying to spend as much time with her as I can. Um, and it's been good cause I've kind of had the opportunity to bond with her more cause my parents were away, uh, traveling and my brother moved North and it was pretty much just me while she was getting her knee replacement and, before the knee replacement, she had a bad knee. So she needed someone to come and help her with groceries. So I was spending like every other weekend with her, doing her groceries, spending time with her, hanging out. So it's been good. We've had some good bonding <laughs> time. And in that, actually, while we've been chatting and just talking about everything and about life, really, I feel like we've realized we are very similar human beings. And I, I think I might be a... um. Well, genetically, like in terms of appearance, uh, I do look a lot like my grandmother and I have her fair hair. I have her fair skin. <laughs> I have her cheekbones. Like I'm sort of a genetic throwback. Um, I look like my parents for sure. Um, I look more like my dad, I think, than my mum sometimes just because of the, the cheekbones. But in terms of like um, hair and skin and all that stuff, I'm definitely my grandmother and we have a lot in common personality wise. And, um, we just, we've had very different lives. Um, she had a tough life, uh, when she was young, I, I had a pretty lucky upbringing, I like to think. Um, but it's interesting to sort of see, and we all like the same kind of things. Like we're both book nerds and we're both, you know, into the same sort of stuff. This blew my mind. Uh, I put on one of my favorite comedians who's pretty filthy and she was laughing herself silly. And I realized in that moment that my 83 year old grandmother has the same sense of humor as me. Like stuff my parents wouldn't get at all, like random, stupid, gross, um, meme -y kind of humor, like meme humor. She was laughing her head off and thought it was hysterical. I'm like, oh, my God, I have her sense of humor. <laughs> Like she she will she's very like conservative in what she says and stuff, whereas I'm way more outspoken. But, um, yeah, in terms of what she finds funny and the jokes and stuff she does make, it's like very dry, very sarcastic, very quippy, nothing's off limits, uh, <laughs> which I should have known in hindsight, because when we as a family play cards against humanity, she wins hands down every time, just through shock value that the card is like, I mean, the card's always hilarious, but then when she puts her hand up and it's like, it's me, we're like, come on. You put that down? Like, <laughs> you picked shitting back and forth forever as your card? She's like, it fit. <laughs> or like filthy sex stuff. And we're like, Gran. And she's like, I read constantly 
what do you think is in those Mills and Boone books? You people. So when she says you people, so, um, so prudish. I'm like, you're 83. You're not allowed to, <laughs> you have to be prudish. How dare you? <laughs> oh, goodness. Anywho, I have no idea how long I've talked. Hang on. I'm going to turn my screen on and I'm going to see. <gasps> I am way over time. Oh my God. I've been talking for 46 minutes. Why didn't someone stop me? God, do I cut this episode off? Do I cut out the dark bit or I talked about COVID and Gladys? Or do I just upload it as it is? Because I usually aim for 25 minutes, but I'll let my mouth run away with me. Well, this is just going to be a long podcast. <laughs> I'll upload it as it is. Um, if you stuck around for the full thing, thank you. And I hope that I was able to take your mind off stuff or... Maybe pique your interest in poker or baby Groot. I don't know. Um, by the way, thank you so much to all of you who've been sending me messages and uh, things on TikTok. Because again, I'm Mandy had to do it underscore to them at TikTok. I love them. I read all of them. I respond to all the ones that I can. And I freaking love that you guys are loving it. And again, if any of you have any questions, I'm happy to do one where I just answer questions if you have any. Or um, if there's a topic you want me to talk about or you're interested in my opinion or just interested in me rambling about it or a prompt or anything, like, feel free, send it through and I'll work on it. Because clearly, even without a prompt, nothing can stop me from talking for just under an hour. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, uh, I'll wrap it up here. I hope you're all having a wonderful week and a wonderful day and take care of yourself. Put yourself first. And I love you and I will see you in the next one. Bye.